T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Gresh and Poirier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Lunchtime hour. It is 12.02 with Gresh and Poirier. We go to the Harbor One hotline to talk some football here on Super Bowl week. With our friend Tommy Curd of NBC Sports Boston. He is uh, brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lopresti and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran, 1 800 Get Hair. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran, good afternoon. Welcome to Gresham Fourier. How are you, friend? I'm tremendous. Two hours behind you guys, but happy to be That's joining it? in the morning hours. That's it? Only two hours? Why did I think it was three? Well, because Arizona Arizona does the weird, they don't turn their clocks right. back, right? They're the smart ones. They keep it They keep it uh, consistent out there in, in Phoenix, right? Keep it on cactus time. <laughs> on go. cactus time. Now, I know we're supposed to talk football with Tommy Curran, but he loves his basketball as well, so let's get a one-minute hot take on this. Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, Tommy, yes, no, maybe. What do you think? Nope, nope. And I have been over the last couple of years as much of a Jalen Brown um, doubter, I guess, or expecting more for the the way people regard Jalen Brown in Boston has not always matched up with his performance. And this year, however, he has been every bit an all-star. He has made drastic improvement from the player he was last year. And even last summer, I was of a mind that, look, Jalen Brown is not somebody to move away from for Kevin Durant, given Kevin Durant's injury history and age. I would bet on Jalen Brown. I would stick with Jalen Brown. I would stick with the players they have right now. The notion that I've heard people broach Derek White is being expendable, Derek White, is an absolute staple of this team. The defense that that kid plays on a regular basis, his ability to contribute offense, just don't overthink it at the trade deadline. Yeah, if you get a big great, but don't overthink it. I haven't I haven't heard Derek White's name come up once. Well, because it's the whole can you figure out a way to go get Kevin Durant without maybe giving up Jalen Brown or you got to throw another player mm-hmm. in. Okay. But I knew that Tommy would okay. have a uh, big opinion. Now, Tommy, did you happen to hear Bill Belichick on with Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. last night in their big expansive discussion? There was a lot in yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a lot in there, and and it's it's 
yet again, it's a more public hatchet burial than what occurred for 25 minutes after the Patriots and Buccaneers played in New England in 2021. And I think that, that it's important to, to see it for what it is, which is the two principles in perhaps the greatest and longest and most successful partnership in professional sports history, in American professional sports history, appreciate each other so much and owe each other so much and are so cognizant and aware of it that that period of time in which there was the two guys getting sideways and had irreconcilable differences, they have shelved. And it was just part of their growing up and then growing apart. So to me, I think it's it's important to see how hard they're working to make sure that each other understands how much they appreciate the other. Okay, so um, so that was that was that the biggest thing that stood out to you in that whole interview? Yeah, I, well, the biggest thing that stood out was kind of a Brady insistence that it was all contrived and a media creation that there was dysfunction. Because I swear to God, I sat there and watched a five-part documentary that basically was a chronicle and airing of grievances yeah. called Tom Burst Time yeah. about a lack of appreciation. Yeah. And Thank you for that. So can we not pretend? <laughs> we can, we're adult enough, I think, to not need to have a fairy tale. They're going to live happily ever after, but there can be a blue period, and there was a blue period. You know, Tom Brady wanted a contract that would take him through the end of his career. He thought he was going to get it in 2019. When it wasn't forthcoming, he was ready to leave camp. When they finally gave him the contract, which he hoped and expected to be a two-year, $50 million guaranteed contract, just like Drew Brees, it wasn't. It was a one-year deal that was going to vaporize. And the Patriots, knowing that, had called it a two-year deal. And people for 15 minutes said, oh, Brady's going to be here through the end. How do you like that, everybody? No, he wasn't. It was voidable. And then when Brady went back to the table in March and gave him one more shot, because Robert Kraft was holding out hope that they could have a negotiation and give him what he wanted, and Belichick said, best I can do for you is 22 and a half against the cap. We can't give you a two-year contract. We're not going to do that. That's when Brady said, okay, all set, done. I've been asking for the contract for years. I haven't gotten it. I'm going to leave. Okay, well, that, that is, that is kind of the way I think it will be ultimately remembered. Like when You remember all those discussions we used to have when it, when it comes to you know, how will, like the, the, the flate gate and, you know, and, and all, the, all the other cheating scandals or issues that they had? In the end, when people mention Tom Brady's name 10 years from now when he's maybe he's at the end of his Fox deal – I don't think they'll mention any of these negative things. It'll always be just, you know, rainbows, lollipops, and, you know, good times. Yeah, nobody spends a lot of time talking about Jerry Reinsdorf with Michael Jordan. <laughs> never met, what never, a great analogy. Yeah. What a great analogy, Tommy. Million percent right on that. Yeah, you just talk, you only hear about it during the, uh, the last dance. If, yeah, and, and for if, Belichick, even if we could, and as much as, we all understand, or I, as much as somebody like me wants the facts to be out there so that we can appreciate and chronicle what was a unique time in professional sports, 
there's no way that re-signing Tom Brady for the 2020 season was probably going to yield a, Patri- a Patriots Super Bowl. Brady went to a team that could win a Super Bowl. The 2020 Patriots, if Brady was going to be two years and $50 million, we're not going to be in a position to win a Super Bowl. It did work out the best for both guys. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here with Gresh and Foyer. Of course, he is out in Arizona. We'll get to the Super Bowl coming up. But, Tommy, we also learned this week that Adrian Clem is going to leave what is a really good job at Oregon to come be the offensive line coach here in New England. Word is the Patriots paid the freight. They stroked the check to be able to get a guy like Adrian Clem twofold, number one. Your thoughts on Clem ending up here in number two, the sense of purpose. I'm not going to go urgency, but the sense of purpose with which Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft have gone about fixing the problems of last year. Yeah, and it was interesting because you made mention of that really in the introductory moments of Adrian Clem, how much he was making at Oregon and the fact that the Patriots, if they were going to bring him aboard, might have to outpace that contract. So Adrian Clem is an offensive line coach who will be making more than a million a year, and the Patriots are not generally known for being spendthrifts with their coaches. So it's, it's a big deal. And Phil Perry and I you know, spend a lot of time talking about it. He said, you know, this is what they do when things don't go well. If you are the 2002 Patriots, you go out and you get Rodney Harris and Roosevelt Colvin. If you're the 2006 Patriots, you go get Randy Moss and Wes Welker. If you're the 2015 Patriots, you get all the players who are on that 16 team, and we're seeing it again right now. After a disappointing season, if the Patriots have the wherewithal to do it, they empty both barrels. And that's yeah. what has happened. Yeah. And I don't know if I don't know if Adrian Clem is necessarily, you know, going to be the offensive line savior. Kristen, did you play with him at all? Was I, I did. I did play with them, but I mean, I would just put it this way: like it's better than what they had, and he's got a pretty good reputation, and he's uh, you know he played the position, so I think, and then he grew up in the scar system, so I think there's some obvious carry over there, um, Tom. But I would ask this: my last question for me, one. When it comes to like you know handling all family business, okay, the offensive coordinator was was obvious one. Um, what was it? Uh, the offensive line coach I felt like was another obvious one. I didn't know if I saw Nick Cayley leaving, um, and then but I'm curious to know what they do with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge moving forward. It certainly looks like Judge is going to be a part of the plan going forward, whether he goes back to special teams coach or not. I think it's a very sore spot, is what I've gathered in conversations with folks uh, involved with the team. All of it's a sore spot. Belichick does not want to get into titles, et cetera, because then there will be some kind of level of blame laying, and he wants to stay away from that. Very, I think, attuned to the media thirstiness for, okay, who's doing what? So that means that guy, Bill, doesn't think he did a good job. So we might not hear about it. Um, but I think almost all business, you're right, has been resolved. Now it's going to be down to Christian What's the scheme look like? Who stays? Who sucked? Who sucked because they do suck? Who sucked because the coach <laughs> couldn't? <laughs> Tommy, that is going to be fun to watch. Uh, Tommy <laughs> does not suck. He is out on the uh, West Coast, of course. Super Bowl Fifty Seven is uh, coming up on Sunday. You can hear the game right here on Weei and in Boston. You can listen to it on the Odyssey app. Tommy, what is your feel going into this game where I admit, at least from a national standpoint, and maybe we're missing the boat back here on the East Coast, 
it feels like the narratives haven't really started yet. I don't want to say there's no buzz because there's always buzz for a Super Bowl. But in terms of some of the talking points, the feel, maybe what's at stake for Patrick Mahomes, feels like a lot of that talk is kind of tepid. What do you make of where we're at getting ready for Super Bowl 57? Yeah, it feels a spitch flat, and it's not really anyone's fault. I don't think it's not the fault of the Kansas City Chiefs not being compelling or the Eagles, you know, being in the situation they're in. Look, if if this was Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes, it would feel different. It's it's a bigger deal when it's a more established quarterback who we know. I love Jalen Hurts' story, but we don't know enough about him in his second year as a starter as to how does he play in big games. I mean, I'm sure the people were the same way with the Patriots early on. Oh, here come these guys. They're pretty boring. But they were compelling. You know, Brady was compelling in 03 and 04. So, again, I don't, I don't think it has a massive amount of intrigue to it at this point. I think the Eagles are, are the better overall team. But the only hook that will drag people in is the Patrick Mahomes hook. And he's not, he's not a loathsome player. So it's not like you could even really root against him. Um, you know what I mean? Like some mm-hmm. – quarterbacks are divisive by the end Brady people would be happy to root against the Patriots and and Brady so to me there's not a lot of buzz and it'll probably grow as the week goes along so so is there since you're down there you're in radio row and you know I guess Tuesday people start to come in right or whatever so what is there is there is there anything going on is there any like I saw like you know what is it media night was last night didn't look like anything happened there what's the buzz going on around there just far as off the field stuff it's weird. It's not like it was, period. It's it's not, you know, It's there's no uniformity to it. There's no um, general, hey, this is the epicenter of the Super Bowl, and everyone has to gather there. Um, there's not the mass upon mass of media people really hyping and beating the drum to create the electricity and the talk and the conversation. So it's called a media room. It's not called Radio Row anymore. Huh. And... As I walked past the middle of the the middle of it, I saw Ithaca, Syracuse, Brandeis. A lot of it is populated by college stations who are here. It's just not what it was previously like. Well, hold on, Tom, because I saw there was like a uh, you know record number of not credentials, but like you know those those spots that they have in that media row, whatever the hell they call it now. There was like a record number of stations and credentials being handed out. For this Super Bowl? It's because they're smaller outlets. Okay. They're giving it to anybody who asks. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but don't they charge people for that spot? Don't you Don't you have to pay to actually get a little table with a little electrical outlet, you know, and, like, internet? You're over my head. Oh, all right then. I would not know. You, uh, yeah, you normally do. However, the NFL can control however they want to uh, handle that. Tommy, have fun out there in uh, Phoenix, and uh, I know that you'll join Jones and Mego with Arcand on Thursday as well, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, friend. Thanks a bunch. All right, fellas. Have a tremendous rest of your week. We'll, we'll try, friend. You too. There goes uh, Tom E. Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Look at you pulling huh. back the curtain on uh, radio. Well, People are like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw there was like this Joe record in number. Maine was like, wait, you got to pay to be well, on Radio Row? Yeah, like, well, and also, power. it used to be, it's, it's. I would say Tuesday is probably 
the Tuesdays, well, Mondays, uh, two, Monday, Tuesday, and Fridays are the slowest days. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be hectic. Thursday's going to be nuts, and everybody's getting the hell out of there Friday. It's the the whole experience I there it, is I hate it. Overrated. I hate everything about it. I don't want to have somebody on the show that is going to talk about like some, you know, water bottle that you have that is like, you know, recycled from, you know, animal feces. I have no desire to do that. It's oh. a real thing, by the way. So the whole, uh, <laughs> so the like hawking wares and yes. stuff like that. Yes. Well, our conversation with Tommy Kern was brought to us by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win 100 authentic pro football jerseys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. You know, that's kind of where it all started. You know, Michigan, the Orange Bowl, the East-West game, and and uh, the greatest player, the greatest career, the great, great person. Uh, it's such an, an opportunity and an honor for me to, you know, to coach Tom. I, I guess I guess it's got in at some point, you know, but it, it, it's the greatest one ever. So congratulations, Tom. Bill Belichick on the Let's Go podcast with Tom Brady and Scratchy Jim Gray last night. Don't know if uh, Larry Fitz was in on that. I kind of get the sense that Larry Fitz just kind of shows up whenever he wants Same to. Same thing. Like, it's really the Brady deal, and maybe Brady's just like, hey, man, we're loaded. Take the week off. You know what he feels like to me? He feels like he's always like a... That the one that's uh, somehow eventually uh, locked out of the of the th- the threesome. <laughs> He's always one person that doesn't quite get enough attention in a threesome. Not that I have ever been part of one. I'm just saying. Like when I watch him on TV, when I watch my movies, am I saying too much? So he's the yeah. spare unit yeah. at the wedding. Is that yeah. what you're saying? He's like, the, he's just like there. There's only two plates of food and three mouths. And he eventually gets iced out and like, okay, well, I guess they like, because you can easily, like when you listen to it. So he's Jerry Falwell Jr. sitting in the corner yeah. watching them do yeah. the podcast. Yeah, just, I guess it's not, I guess I'm not involved because whenever he brought up, they bring up a topic. Like they kind of like, it feels like, you know, Scratchy kind of says, oh yeah, and what do you want? What, what, what do you think, Larry? Well, what do you think? Well, I, you're here. I gotta, 
acknowledge your presence. So I got to weave you in because Brady's doing this from his car. I'm not kidding. There's video of the part of this podcast where they're talking to Peyton Manning and Brady's in the front seat. Well, he does what we all do. You know, like we can't really, you know, you, you ask for an odd time. I'm just going to hold my phone in my hand and we'll do it uh, while I'm sitting in my car before I go get pliable again. That's right before, before he went. I go and get pliable again. Wait, how many times? <laughs> I've done so many Zoom calls or Zoom interviews on my way into the store, picking up my kids, like, you know, whatever, coming to work, whatever, doesn't matter. I just, it, the phone has enabled me to just kind of do these things whenever the hell I feel like it. See, you're a nice person. My phone's on vibrate all the time. I, I hate people who put their phone on vibrate. I, I hate that about you right now. Like, just, <laughs> I hate it. Why would you put it on vibrate? Like, and then you're going to, un- ultimately, you're going to miss a call. You're going to miss a call. That's you're going to be late. No, right you cannot. You. Yes. This isn't. Yeah, no. This is, no. And then you have kids. Like, you have to be available they, in I, real time. They you make, they, well, I don't know. They make apps for me to know where the kids are. Anytime. If it's important, I, they'll text you. Yeah, or. Well, it's, or still, it's on vibrate. It's still going to. It's not really going to buzz. You can, if, you still, your phone, it's normally no. not far away from me, but you'll hear the. And here's the other thing, too. If I'm in the same house as my wife, there's very rarely the call that I would have to get that I have to be on top of that would be more important than hers. So if so I you, know that so she's you with think, me. So you think until you miss an important call or an important text message that needed to be handled right away. Yeah, and now you that. can't. You can always look at it and, ter- and flip it over. You know that you can red button them. See, I you feel can red like button. I'm I feel red like button that guy. is more disrespectful. How do they, they don't know? Because I'm making a choice. You're making the choice to press the button and tell them they don't matter. Whereas if your phone is on vibrate, that is something that people in the radio business would consistently do on a daily basis. Put their phone on vibrate. Yeah, is your phone on vibrate right well, but, now? But it's different. We're doing a live radio show. If I, I was know. in a meeting, and I would put it on vibrate. But if, when you and leave I, here. And if I never reset right it back, now, it's, hey, oh, I forgot to turn when, it back. When oh. you leave, when you get in your car and you drive home, do you take uh, the silent mode off? Nope. You keep it on. Yeah, because normally I forget. It's not that oh, important. Man, I, first thing I do when I get outside, I, I, I flip it off. I don't, I will, I will, I don't like missing... I don't want to miss the opportunity to talk to somebody that I feel like is important. I, here's really I what want to it handle is. it right away. No, no, no. Here's what it is. So the positive person or the way you're trying to sell it is, <laughs> I don't want to miss a call that could be important. What it really means is I want to let that ringer ring and reserve the right Absolutely. to press the button to let this person know that they really don't matter. Well, again, they have no idea that you're actually doing that unless you should try this one. I actually did this to my friend. So, like, I saw them in a store, right? And I said, oh, I'm going to call him and see if he'll pick up. Sure enough, I'm watching them through it's the store. It's actually kind of brilliant. Right? Right yep. through the store. And sure enough, it was like, looked at it, turned it down. I was like, you little. DJ, like, what did you do? Did you go over there and accost them? I said, who called you? <laughs> it was like instantly like, oh. I saw them. Like, it wasn't a red button, but it was a totally Total now disregard that, for the calls. Like, dude, that, what are we doing? That feels like a bit of a dink move out of you. My to, kids like, have run done over it too, and accost them right yeah. away. Well, no, I, I didn't accost them. We were friends. So I was like, I was but calling still. them out. 
The kids, I, the kids do it on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, the kids do it all the time. That I expect. That was. That's I, why whenever they're like, "Oh, I'm hungry. I need something to eat." Yeah, go sit for twenty minutes because you didn't answer my call. See, that actually so too bad. That actually happened to me. I did that to one of my friends when I was doing like the post game show with Steve Burton, and they were like, you know, lingering around the CBS Sports uh, Club, right? And then I they called me, and I was like, looked at it, and I put, I was like, and I turned it down. I was like, he got all mad. I was like, I'm working, I'm working. I'm not at my house. I'm not hanging out. Just, you know, talking with the kids. So, I'm working. So the 401, Gresh is so right on the phone ringer. The 508, my phone is on vibrate 24-7, 365. The 401, people that don't have it on vibrate are so annoying. Vibrate's enough. No one needs to hear your ringtone. The 781, Gresh would rather disrespect everyone by keeping the vibrate on instead of doing it individually. Too funny. Mm. So people are all over the place on yeah. this. Because some people do have annoying ringtones. Well, mine's just basic, and it's not like maximum volume. but and, and it's not like I'm talking on the phone in the grocery store or at line to check out with my food like that. Oh, there's, no, there's that a, that's is. another level of annoyance with that and, in and, particular. And, and people who use checks at uh, you have the not, grocery store. You know store. what? Anyone who uses a too. check is over 70. Easily. It's oh, 70 I disagree. Have you, when's the last time you saw somebody whip out like their... Purse or checkbook. whatever, and like with like you know they put it in thirty dollars. Yep. There you go. As uh, as my old man taught me, whenever the mine workers went on strike for nine months, he said, "Boy, you're gonna learn how to play the float today." What does that mean? We're gonna write the check, <laughs> but it ain't clearing for a couple of days, so we'll be able to go food shopping now. It'll clear later. By then, the money will be in from. Wherever you know, I'll be like, okay, all right, well, that know, makes sense. You know what that is? You know that's what's that? That's just that's that's what you do when you run a bar or a restaurant. Listen, <laughs> it's the same thing. You're constantly look, chasing the dollar. No longer <laughs> Surly Johnson's no longer on my speed dial, so I don't have any reference point on any of that. Uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, their battle, their feud, their falling out. Sounds like maybe none of that happened when you listen to Tom Brady addressing Brady Belichick and how silly it all got. Here is uh, the conversation from yesterday's Let's Go podcast. Nick, this one's number three. But when your name becomes so tied to your duo, your partner, what's that like? What's that like for you that you guys are now intertwined so much because of your accomplishment, your excellence, and your achievement, and the goals that you obtain will never be duplicated. I think for me, there's nobody I'd rather be associated with. And I think that from my standpoint, I think it's always such a stupid conversation to say, you know, Brady versus Belichick, because in my mind, that's not what partnerships are about. Coach couldn't play quarterback and I couldn't coach. And I think the best part about the best part about football is, and coach says it a lot, do your job. And he asked me to play quarterback. He didn't ask me to coach. And, you know, I didn't want him playing quarterback. I just wanted him to coach. <laughs> I'd seen him throw, so he definitely wasn't playing quarterback. He, uh, I think it was, it's, it's such a stupid, in my view, it was just people always trying to pull us apart. And I don't think we ever even felt that with each other. We never were trying to pull each other apart. We actually were always trying to go in the same direction. And I think when we were in New England for 20 years together, you know, it's tired. They get tired of writing the same story. So, you know, once they write all the nice things and championships and this, and then they just start going, well, this works. Let's start trying to divide them. And I think I didn't, I never really appreciated those 
you know, ways that people would try to do that. He and I always had a great relationship and we met all the time. And did we always see everything exactly the same way? Who does in life? You know, what close relationship can you have where everything goes, you know, like a bright, sunny day? No, there are moments that, you know, it was never intolerable. I mean, but it was always just, I would say, healthy debates about certain things. And we always talked about him face to face. And I think there's one thing I appreciate about Coach Belichick in life is he's not afraid to have a hard conversation too. And we didn't always agree, but we always respected each other. I know he respected me for the job that I did, and I certainly did the same. And I think even when you go away from each other, you respect each other probably that much more. I certainly did because I realized the commitment that he was trying to make to get our team to win. And that's the purpose of sports is to try to go compete and win. And when you have someone that believes in winning as much as you do, you want to be a part of that. And when people try to get in the way of that, they become the enemy. So I always think the people that tried to drive us apart actually brought us closer together. Hmm. Wow. So, a lot there. I was going to say the first thing that stands out to me is, um, well, I would say later, the, the longer they were together, the more, and we just talked about this with, the, with Curran, like the more there seemed to be an obvious hardcore disagreement as far as, you know, financially, um, and I would even say maybe emotionally based on the appreciation aspect of it. He didn't like the fact that he wasn't appreciated. And more importantly, even when this came up, the one way you show appreciation for professional athletes is you pay them. You overpay them, and then they go, wow, they must really appreciate what I am doing because look how much money they just gave me. They gave me more money than anybody. They must really like me and trust me. Mm -hmm. He instantly got that, and he talked about it, about the Tampa Bay Bucks. They just said, here you go. Uh, we trust you. We're just going to get out of the way. You do it how you want to do it. We believe in you. He he, and he instantly and then he was instantly happier. How much of Brady's mindset changed once Giselle was whispering in his ear? Oh, see, I knew this was going to be the Yoko Ono angle that well, Giselle was the reason why. I would say this. Well, here's my theory. Quickly, all right, is that if there is anyone who understood the value of a brand, it was her. Tom Brady never slapped on a TB12 logoed hat until he met Giselle. Tom Brady never started to really squawk about respect, whatever that meant, mm -hmm. until Giselle. Mm -hmm. To the point to where even after he left, he's holding a Super Bowl trophy on the field. And she's like, are you done? Yeah. There's no way that in some way, shape, or form... Brady's opinion on appreciation wasn't affected by her. In my opinion, because well, look at look at what everybody says about her. Greatest supermodel that ever walked the earth. Tom Brady, greatest quarterback that ever walked the earth. So even though it is vastly different fields that they were in, in many ways they're both regarded as the GOAT at what they do. So it's very few people who would be able to say, Tommy, look at what they do for me. <laughs> They're doing none of that for you. Where is she from, by the way? I don't know. Where I'm just that? work with me here. <laughs> but, but I mean, isn't it interesting that like. She's such a sexy voice. Didn't it? Wasn't it interesting that Tom <laughs> Brady became a brand right around the time he met? Well, Giselle? I would say he was. I would think he was flirting with that anyways, and she probably definitely fast-tracked it for him just because of her relationships and, 
you know, but he had already had a strong relationship with Under Armour and, you know, obviously Nike, but then it shifted to Under Armour. Um, I always thought that it was interesting when, if you grow up in like an athletic household and then you are lucky enough to play in college and then even more lucky to play in the pros and then if you play for a long period of time, you kind of understand that lifestyle. So I think you have a better appreciation of how to give advice. There's a part of her that I'm like, wow, he never would have thought of these different things mm-hmm. unless somebody with a clean slate that wasn't, you know, wasn't motivated or, you know, uh, affected by the lifestyle. Him says, making money affected her zero. zero. She's just right. looking at it like, listen, you're getting screwed. Bingo. Like, why, why, did, why don't you care about this? Why are you okay taking less? You're taking less value mm-hmm. for what you do. You're, you're getting concussions. You're doing this. You're doing that. And, they, and, they, and then they're not paying you compared to this guy, that guy. Why are you letting them do this to you? Well, they drafted me in the sixth round, and I had this long-term relationship. It's been 15 years. No, 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 no. They're using you. That, to me, is pillow talk that ah. can easily either completely like turn a light on and be like, yeah, I'm, she's right. All right, we got to have a. You're you're used to having uncomfortable conversation. We need to talk about my salary. I'm underpaid. Well, it's never been a problem in the past. You've always worked with us and done this. Right? Not anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Which I'm amazed it it took him this long. It, I'm amazed because he still could have gotten and been paid the highest paid player every single year if he would have worked his contract the right right way. But you know what? He 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 gave him options, gave him deals, and he's the one player that legitimately did that. So. The whole impact of what, you know, of Giselle is, I don't know, is I think, in my opinion, ultimately an unknown. Because who's to say if he's not with anybody, he's eventually like, man, this sucks. Look at this guy. Aaron Rodgers getting paid this. Peyton Manning's getting paid that. They're all like, you know, I'm, why, am I, why am I not getting as much money? Because I think as we're starting to hear, the at-core Tom Brady realizes if I win at a level that no one else has, the rest will take care of itself. The he'll he'll forever be able to make money. The big picture ideas of TB12 as a brand, all that kind of stuff. The Brady brand shirts, which is just nothing more than a T-shirt with block lettering on it at this point. But it's just leveraging the last name. That's really all it is. It's not like it's creative design or anything like that. To me, the at at at, at the core of Brady is somebody who weak is the wrong way of putting it. He will work with you. As long as he's getting out of it what he needs, I think it's the whole, hey, I'll work with you. Because you can look at some of the people that Tom Brady has chosen to kind of hang with, Alex Guerrero being Mm -hmm. one of them, much maligned, and being like, does this guy make the best of choices when it comes to people that are around him and stuff like that? And then can he be easily influenced? Mm -hmm. Because I think there is a bit of a history of that, as great as the guy has been. We've got more of Brady and Belichick coming up. uh, But we're going to take a walk on the lighter side of sports, sponsored by Awaken 180. And honestly, this is a lighter side of sports story. But I'm getting kind of tired of it. We'll explain it all next. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England sports original. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
side of sports, sponsored by our friends at Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. Book your appointment online today, awaken180weightloss.com. Now, Foye, what do Mm -hmm. you make of the National Football League, who at one, well, I don't want to say at one point in time, I think they're still considering this, (laughs) moving the Super Bowl back so that on President's Day Monday, it becomes almost like a national de facto kind of day after Super Bowl being off kind of day. Wait, move it back to what day? Moving it back a weekend. So this weekend, it's coming up leading into Valentine's. But Mm. if you push it back one week more, then you could play the Super Bowl on President's Day weekend. Monday, people would automatically have the day off. They could watch the game. They could travel, Mm -hmm. all that. Yes. And I remember Jonathan Kraft mentioning that to me probably 15 years ago in terms of the way they were looking at the postseason. Now, maybe you'd have to expand it. Or if you get an 18-week regular season like the league eventually wants to get to, then it kind of takes care of itself. But the concept of the whole day after Super Bowl national holiday is kind of kicked up to the next level because a couple of hayseeds in the uh, state legislature in Tennessee have uh, once again put forth a... Um, a Super Bowl day proposal where it is the day after the Super Bowl. So how about this? Uh, House Bill 1463 in the Senate of the state of Tennessee. This is what me and Cousin Bo Cephas put forward here for the rest of you people to be able to read. And then it says that they want to make the second <laughs> so they wanted to do the they want to delete the language on the second monday in october known as columbus day and insert the language the first monday after the super bowl will be known as super bowl monday immediately following the language washington day another end around for another state legislature to try to be like, look at what we're doing for the good people. You get a day off after the Super Bowl. Um, first of all, uh, me and both Cephas, we're good friends. We think the same. I, I love that is what we're going to do. That there's you. I don't think they can. I don't think the NFL could somehow back channel this to be some sort of national holiday. They need to take the calendar the way it is and somehow manipulate their own schedule so that Monday is automatically off already. So we're going to kind of like, you know, tag along with the normal calendar of events and the day is off, and we're going to make the Super Bowl always that Sunday before that holiday. I think that is where we're going. That Because to me, it just it feels even bigger, to your point. It's already pretty damn big the way it is, but imagine if you always had that Monday off so all your travel plans, all your um, you know, your you know, your hangover, you have a built in like grace period to recover. That yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. You? You don't like it? Well, um they can manipulate it, I think, where they can make it work. I think there's a better chance that the NFL is going to manipulate it. Yeah, this. that's my point. Yeah, the, yeah. the NFL would do the it. The NFL will probably do it before there's any sort of sweeping legislate uh legist uh, legislative action. But I guess here's the question. 
Why do the politicos feel like they need to do this? Right? You're talking about Bocephus. I'm talking, yes. Yeah. <laughs> why does, district why does cousin Jethro uh, yeah. and Bocephus need to stand up in front of the uh, the state Senate and clap their hind legs and say, hey, this is what we want to do? Like, because they're not the first group of politicos who have, who have tried to do this. Like, do we have a national crisis on our hands when it comes to the day after the Super Bowl and people not being able to get up and function, right? Like, is it really that bad for a lot of people? Now, again, we're in the media, so maybe we look at things a little differently. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get a text to 37937 to somebody who's like, hey, man, I can't think the next day after the Super Bowl. I get so hammered, and it doesn't matter who plays, so I'd love that day off. It just feels very... Why? It feels right. right. It's like, for oh, me. this is what we should do. Well, listen, give everybody the day off it, afterwards. It, it and is hell. Just make the Super Bowl a national holiday. Then, then you observe well, it the next day. Yeah. So why do why do these uh, politicos? Why do they do this? Why they're selfish? It, why does any of these politi- politicians do anything? Because it it fits their best interest. I like to party on Super Bowl Sunday. I want to make... Well, that is... Am I we wrong? We like to party. We like to hang out and have a whole spread. I get the barbecue out. We get a pig out and put that in the ground. And woo, baby, we're ready to go. Baby, that sucks. We got to go to work tomorrow. So, no, I feel like... I feel like that's a... It's not... And I would say it's different than the Grammys or the Major League Baseball. It's a, You can't really... It's best of seven and baseball. None of the other sports really work other than football. Mm-hmm. You sell big, giant TVs. Lots of food, lots of entertainment, people making plans. Yeah, I like it. I mean, really, if what's the most American thing to do? Let's invent a holiday, uh, you know, another excuse to have a day off so we can recover from a hangover. Like, what, what do you think? Fourth, Fourth of July, Labor Day, uh, you know, Columbus Day. I don't know if you even call it Columbus Day anymore. Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, name it. It's on a Monday for a reason. So you know what's so people interesting? people can spread out the fun. A couple of people and the, the NASCAR friends out there are saying, well, if you did it the next weekend, you'd be going against the Daytona 500. So it's not it's Super too Bowl. Too bad for Daytona. Well, but it's not. Well, really? Mm-hmm. Explain that to your personal, your close personal friend, Jacob Ullman at Fox. You have a he's, Super Bowl he's not returning and the my Daytona calls. 500. Okay, then. Uh, no, but like. It's a good problem to have. You go you go to those guys and you'd be like, hey, how you want to handle it? Because Lord knows the Super Bowl's got, what, a five-hour pregame? Well, don't you, you know that. starting the 500 at 10 a.m. I think that one of the things that the rest of these leagues are worried about is almost like this hostile calendar takeover by the NFL. They've already made the season longer. They've already kind of, you know, it starts earlier. It starts, it ends later. They've kind of morphed. They've kind of taken over with the draft. And then it's like they made that a whole event. The draft is a a four-day event now. Right. They take over the city. It's like everything about it. Like So the NFL is literally trying to hijack every last weekend. That would be their goal. Maybe one week. One week or one weekend in the summer where all the coaches can get away. But they, they have taken over the calendar. They want to be relevant in every month of the year. Think yeah. about it. The combine is in March. The draft is in April. Yep. 
Then you're into free agency. Well, then, then you, you have get OTAs, into mini camps, yeah, mini camps, and mini yep. camps, and all that. And then you leave. Then there's a quick yep. little dead period. And then summer. They but allow baseball to do whatever is yeah. they're going to do for a couple yeah. of weeks. And then here comes and the and NFL. And everybody wants to break anyways because it's almost like, hey, it's like you know, let's let's uh, you know, it's like we're about to go into hibernation, our own version of hibernation. So I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then once August comes around, right? Like, because that's basically when it's like the, it's the last weekend of July. Yeah, we'll be down in Gillette. I mean, it used to be the first week after July 4th was when a lot of teams were showing up. And the season ended like like Christmas time. Mm-hmm. You rarely went into January. Now you go the, the last game, the regular season game is the second week in January. The Super Bowl is the 12th. Hijacking everything. They well, already hijacked Christmas. There are a couple of people who think they've got all the answers. Uh, one says, uh, just kick it off at 3 Eastern instead. It's not that hard. Yeah, no. No, it's not. The West you're Coast not, not going like it. And you're not paying the freight no. to get a Super Bowl to kick it off at uh, noon no. Pacific. This isn't Big 12 Hell football. Hell no. This isn't, the, the, this isn't like the Big 10. Like, hey, uh, big noon kickoff. Somebody says, just move it to a Saturday. No. no again, The no. NFL won't do that. Not a chance. Yeah. Hey, everybody, for 57 years, has been Super Bowl Sunday. Now welcome to Super Bowl Saturday. Sa- Super Bowl Saturday afternoon. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> right. Like, You're going to pay a billion dollars for a game, and you'll kick it at 5 o'clock on no, Saturday. It's like, uh-uh. no. No. No, I, I, I don't think that happened. But anyway, a little lighter side of sports. Everybody's trying to... You know, create more holidays around the Super Bowl. We've got a little more of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But, you know, we've talked about and heard Tom Brady and Bill talk about the environment, setting the tone, ripping Tom, right? What was it like for Chad Ochocinco to walk into New England? And is this what Bill Belichick is trying to recreate? You're going to want to hear what El Stinko says next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.